Heads bowed, eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. Father, we pray as always, when we begin our day, that you would be with us. We pray, Father, that you would give us your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit, and that we'd be led by your Spirit today. And as we read, we pray, Father, that your Spirit would speak to us, teach us about all your eternal truths, especially those things, Father, which will increase our love for you and our love for each other. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. Joshua chapter 13. We'll be reading from Joshua chapter 13. Briefly, this is the word of God. In this chapter, it deals with the area yet to be conquered by the people of Israel and Joshua leading them. Also, there will be a division of the land east of the Jordan. We won't get that far, but this chapter is filled with a lot of what I, I, I like to describe as allusions to the future land, which we will be getting as God's people. We must always remember that as God's people, we are as pilgrims. Only pilgrims passing through this life that we live in is not the life which we hope for. We hope for a new life, a life eternal with God. God, our God and we, his people, that's what we hope for. We hope for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And like Joshua, or I should say unlike Joshua, Jesus is the eternal leader. The leader that, unlike Joshua, what we're going to see, died, and he is still dead. But Jesus is alive. Although I have to admit, Joshua is alive too. He's alive in heaven. But yet to be, um, yet he still has to receive his resurrected body. Jesus has received his resurrected body. Jesus is the first fruit of the eternal kingdom. Jesus is the model after which God is creating us, and especially had is creating creating us. When I say us, I mean Joshua included, and all those who are part of the kingdom of God, the people of God. Amen. So I just I give that to you just as a little background on why this is important. So as we read, I pray that you 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 uh see the connection here and so that you can apply it in your life and be encouraged that this life is not all that there is. That's what it has done for me. It has encouraged me to realize that this life is not all that it it uh, will be, there's more to come 
Amen. So when Joshua was old and well advanced in years, the Lord said to him, you are very old and there are still very large areas of land to be taken over. Now, I'm sure Joshua was thinking just at that moment that all is done. Well, the Lord, who is the commander of the army of God, is telling Joshua, no, your job is not yet done. Now, you need to understand that although it's not written here, Joshua was at this point at least 85 years old. So he was not a youngster. He was not a young man at this stage. And so, but God still had more for him to do. Verse 2. This is the land that remains. Now you got to understand too, this is the land that God had promised them. Had promised Joshua and the people of Israel. Their hope was a land here on earth. In this life. So it would be temporary. It would be temporary only. The land that we hope for is a eternal land. A land that we will live for eternity here in this earth. And so unlike the people of Israel, our hope is in an eternal land. Their, their hope was in a land that was temporary. And they had to do certain things in order to keep that land. And one of the things they had to do in order to keep that land, they had to fight. Continuously fight. Fight the people that were living in that land. And they had to fight to maintain their faith in God. They had to fight and, 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 to, to, to live a life that was pleasing to God according to the commandments that he had given them. And if they failed in any of those areas, they would lose the land. So it was a never-ending battle. And Joshua was, uh, even at his age, was still, they were still fighting. This battle had started way back um, before they even reached this point, which was, I don't know if you remember, the Jordan... Right now, they they have crossed the Jordan. They're in the land. They're in Canaan. But before they even got to this point, they had been fighting ever since they left Egypt. And the promise had been given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarch, the forefathers of this people. And so now it's, it's at that point where it's, it's, God is going to fulfill his promises. He's going to give them the land that he had promised them. But their battle will continue. They will have to continue to fight for this land. This is the land that remains. All the regions of the Philistines and Geshurites from the Shihor River on the east of Egypt to the territory of Ekron on the north, all of it counted as Canaanite. That is the territory of five Philistine rulers in Gaza, Ashdod, Ascalon, Gath, Ekron, that of the Ivites, or the Avites. From the south, all the land of the Canaanites, from Ara, of the Sidonians, as far as Aphet, the region of the Amorites, the area of the Gebelites, and all Lebanon to the east, from Belgad, below Mount Hermon, to Libo Hamath. 
As for the inhabitants of the mountain regions, from Lebanon to Misrephah, Maim, that is, all the Sinanians, I myself will drive them out before the Israelites. Be sure to allocate this land to Israel for inheritance, as I have instructed you, and divide it as an inheritance among the nine tribes and the half of the tribe of Manasseh. Now, from here, Joshua himself will begin to divide the land, the various regions that they have conquered, and he will begin to give, it, give them to the, to, the, to the people of Israel, the descendants of Israel, just as God had promised them. And some of the land, some of the tribes had already received some of their land, which was given to them by Moses before they, come, they crossed the Jordan, that is, east of the Jordan. That's what we're going to see from this point on, up until the end of this chapter. Now, we're not going to read that, but what I want to do is I want to take you over to Revelation, the book of Revelation. And we'll be looking at chapter 21. Over in chapter 21, over in chapter 21, it reads, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the new heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any area. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for a husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old or the order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for the words are trustworthy and true. Amen. This is the promise of God for us, the people of God. A new heaven and a new earth. And when I say this is a new heaven and a new earth, I mean, it will be an eternal land. Unlike the people of Israel who were hoping for a land that was here and now. And I don't know if you know the land that they had fought for. That is uh, Israel or Jerusalem, where Jerusalem is at right now. is still there. But I am convinced that the people who are there are not exactly the same people that God had made them to be. They are that by name, but I'm not sure that they are that spiritually, eternally. Because if they were, then their hope would be in 
Jesus. And if they are, I should say, then their hope should be in Jesus. Because this is the people who will receive the eternal land, the new heaven, the new earth, or that will live in the new heaven and the new earth, who have been promised the new heaven, the new earth. This is our inheritance. We are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. And when Jesus returns, these are the things that we just read about are some of the things that will happen. Included in that is the judgment, the day of judgment. When every person that has ever lived or that will be living during that time, first, first of all, those persons who have, who, who have lived and have died, they will be resurrected. Everybody, everybody will be resurrected. And at that point when they have been resurrected, they will be judged by God. Be judged based upon their life. What they believed and how they lived their life. They will be judged by God. We will be part of that judgment. But our hope is that when we're part of that judgment, unlike many, we will be acquitted of all our sins. That is, we will be absolved of all our sins. We will be declared righteous. Not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. That is our hope. And that what Jesus has done is this. He died for our sins. It was his blood that was shed on the cross. And it was his blood that cleansed us from our sins. That is our hope. An internal, an eternal hope. And I hope that this is yours as well. I hope that you are hope, have the same hope that I have. I hope in a, a life eternal with Jesus. Amen? Now, I don't want to say much more than that because there's not much more to say except for this this is what I believe God is speaking to us this morning and I believe that this is what I was essentially getting from the book of Joshua and we thank God that Jesus is our eternal king prophet and priest and that he will deliver us. He will bring us into the new, the new heavens and the new earth. He will do all that God had told him to do or has told him to do. And we will live with God. We will live with Jesus forever. Amen. With heads bowed, eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you. Once again, for your word. Thanks once again, Father, for our eternal inheritance. Our inheritance, which is given by you. We're not worthy to receive it. Only Jesus is worthy to receive it. 
And but you give it to us because you want to. It is your pleasure to do that. It is your pleasure that none of us should perish, but shall have eternal life and live with you forevermore. And so we thank you in Jesus name. Amen.